The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. June 3rd, 2023. What do they think of their cigar companies now? We're going to look back at cigar companies that sold, wondering what their founders would think of them today as we look at a relatively new cigar company, McAuliffe Cigars, uh, who own and operate lots of different companies and talk about that. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 14th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Joining us today is Amanda McAuliffe. She's the Vice President of Marketing, daughter of Al McAuliffe, the owner of McAuliffe Cigars, and owner of her own companies. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Oh. I'm super excited to be here. I'm excited that you are here. Uh, another woman in the cigar industry. There's more and more of it. There are more and more of us every day. That's it. So we're going to get into that. But first, we have a very special cigar to light up. It's part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. Barry, tell us about this cigar. Well, today's first cigar is the McAuliffe Black, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by McAuliffe Cigars. The size we're lighting up is a 6x52 Toro. And it features a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, Ecuadorian Habano binder, and fillers from Nicaragua. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package, and a single will cost you $8.19, while a box of 25 is just $179.99, which comes out to $7.20 per cigar. That's a savings of almost $25 or 12% off on twoguyscigars.com, where it is now live for you to purchase. And this is the first time ever people can buy this cigar. That's right. Absolutely. And that you were nice enough to give it to us in advance for to get into the care package. So we got 1,000 people smoking this cigar that could never even buy it before, along with now the opportunity to buy it is right now, twoguyscigars.com, twoguyscigars.com. And uh, if you're interested, you listen, you get to try it first. And uh, I don't know if we've ever launched a cigar with the cigar being in the care package before. I don't before. know if we have. You so, know, this is a first. So I they think. can try before they buy. Yeah. And... Uh, they're all going to go, so don't delay. Uh, it's going to be a winner for sure. So let's do it. Let's light it up. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Okay, so what do we need to know about this cigar before we light it? Besides what Barry said. Uh, if you know McAuliffe at all, you know we have an ambassador group. Yeah. And so this cigar was very much uh, part of their uh, feedback to us. 
McAuliffe has a lot of kind of medium body cigars. And one thing we kept hearing repeatedly is we need a fuller bodied cigar. Uh, and so we took that feedback from our ambassadors and uh, went to the factory in Esteli and asked uh, Joel and Edel Gomez Sanchez, who are our master blenders, to start working on a, on a stronger blend. I find it very interesting because it seems so logical and so easy to give the people what they're asking for, which is what you're doing. This is what they ask for, and you say, okay, here, I, here, I made here it, it for you. Yes. And what's with the price being so low? So that was something. So so when we, we, we got the cigar, uh, we, we had samples, we decided on the packaging, and then, you know, that's always a fun conversation. Like, what are we going to charge for the cigar? And um, we really knew... We wanted it to be a cigar that was very approachable. Uh, so we wanted a price point that wouldn't deter people. Uh, you know, we're a young brand. We wanted a price point that people felt like, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll give that a try and, and hopefully, you know, become interested in the brand and, and try some of our other things. We also really kind of looked at where the economy was this year and knew uh, if there was ever a time to bring a cigar out with a fairly aggressive price, this would be the time to do it. A hundred percent. And so, and so that's really where it came from. Um, you know, so it, it came from a desire to make sure that it's a cigar that lots and lots of people can smoke and try. Okay. If you've and, ever had salt and vinegar potato chips, yes. But this is a specific. This is uh, apple cider vinegar with the salt and the potato chips. Did I nail it at Sullivan? Way off. No, the chat room says <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be some agreement that the the cold draw is. Wrigley's Juicy Fruit Gum. Wow, this is what they're saying on, on the chapter. Yeah, they're way off. So, Amanda, uh, you- wow, that, I got to be honest. That I would never have. I love it, but I don't know that I. I'm, I'm going to look for juicy fruit. Although I would argue juicy fruit and apple cider vinegar both have an underlying yeah. fruit, citrusy fruit component. All right. You got to do it in Jonathan style. You got to take the gum out of the aluminum foil first. Oh, and, you and then lick you it. lick it, and <laughs> that's what it tastes like. <laughs> lick the paper. That's yes. Yeah. Not the gum. Are, are you one that gets these flavor notes? And No. So, I, I mean, I get broad notes, right? I, I, I'll hit, you know. Is that because you're a woman? Earthy. You know, no. Wow. As a woman, oh, I should have. You said broad. Sorry. Broad. I was double on no, time. Yes. But, you know, women. Theoretically, have more taste buds, so Women I should can see, taste, taste more. And smell eleven percent right. more than men. Okay, wow. On the top and bottom of all three spectrums. Ron Vibe huh. is shocked that you didn't get it, being that you know fruit so well. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I get. <laughs> I'm, I'm just. That was directed. To, to, <laughs> directed toward Jonathan. Sorry. Yes. I, I get peppery, leathery, you know, uh, floral, fruity, those notes. But when you start getting into really with nuance, I don't know that I have that palate yet. Okay, it, it, it'll build, and and this, I don't know if it's power of suggestion, but when it, it said to me, you know, I'm trying to figure out what it is, and then somebody says something, I end up getting yeah. it. So you're saying you agree mm-hmm. with me 100%. I don't know about 100%, but... We're going to light our cigar today with the Sickle by Vertigo. The Sickle by Vertigo features single action, two jets, fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, there's also an onboard full-size 64 ring gauge guillotine cutter and a tray to catch the schmuckus all for the low price of $29.99. That's the sickle by Vertigo. Okay. So I'm not getting juicy fruit. I got to be honest. Well, not when it's lit. Not yeah, when it's lit. That silly. The culture no. Stop being uh, ridiculous. Culture never comes to the light. Hold on. No. Uh, I missed that that was a cold draw. Shame on me. So it, it's funny. I, I spent a few days with you now, and some of the things that we say up here, you're from Texas, mm-hmm. and 
I, I put um, trash in the barrel, and it was like, where? I said, oh, the barrel's right over there, and everybody looked at me strange, like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I've never heard, I, I like it, but I've never heard beer. Imagine that. It's, it's, a much more, it's much more elegant than trash can. <laughs> it is. You know, it's like bin. You don't have to bin. kiss his ass. We already bought the cigars. I, I think bin is much, I think bin is I've never heard word. anybody say that that wasn't a normal word. Mm. A barrel, right? Put it in the bin. We buy trash barrels, right? Yeah. That, that's yeah. how they sell it in the store, too, right? Trash barrels? Well, that's uh, I don't know. I think the metal ones are trash cans, and then the plastic ones are trash, trash bins. And tr- I, I guess, wow, okay. Okay. Anyway, um, so this is really for the PCA trade show. Yes, this, are, this cigar... Two Guys is the first people in the country with the cigar pre-release. It will actually be out at the trade show for anyone to buy. And I'll tell you, they're ready. So sometimes pre-release, you say, oh, it's not ready yet. They need to sit. They're perfectly ready. Just the trade show isn't ready yet. The trade show's 30 days from now. That's not ready. But we're ready. And the cigar is ready. You can find it at twoguyscigars.com if you want to get it. I will tell you, for an $8 cigar, it's amazing. Uh, It could sell for twice this. The interesting thing is where the economy is and the direction of this. This is going to be the gateway into McAuliffe Cigars. And we hope so. And it's going to be a different because, and Barry, it's too early to tell yet because of the strength profile. We have a meter on this right now okay. where, where everybody is going to tell, tell us what the strength okay. profile is. Uh, it's typically one or two less than what I think it is from a mm-hmm. consumer's point because they like to play that they're tougher than me. And they, they <laughs> no, it's because you get it well, wrong. I'm gonna, we're going to agree because I, I, <laughs> you know, I'm a fairly light smoker. So this is this yeah. cigar is 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 a lot of cigar for me. And you know what? It, oh, I'm, people were saying to me as I was smoking it the past three days, oh, Dave, I'm surprised you like it because it's uh, kind of full-bodied for you. And I say it, it's very full-flavored, at the at very top of full-flavored, but it, it's very aged tobacco. You see how it burns. I mean, that's why I say it's ready-ready as it goes now, that it's it's not young tobacco that's going to have that um It's not an aggressive feeling. peppery in-your-face with yeah. what, what that you would get when you have cigars with high ammonia content in the leaf. You know Those present smoke. as very peppery at the beginning, and then the ammonia presents usually in the final third. This I've smoked it a couple of times now, and it does have some power and it does have lots of flavor, but it's not that aggressive pepper that you get from Young Tobacco. I can compare this to a cigar twice the price oh. that most resembles what I'm getting so I far. I know exactly enough. where you're going there with you that. Go. So uh, anyway, Amanda, you came from marketing executive, focus, Uh He's stroking up oh, right now. Oh, no, no. I don't, know why, I don't know where he's going with the question. I don't question. either. I don't either. But I'm, with the focus on experience. Yes. Social media, influence marketing. Yes. Um, which is really where you have this ambassador program yes. thing going. Yes. That makes sense that that goes there. But 12 years as a producer on 20 films. Yes. Hollywood films. Yes. Anything that we would know? Um, I mean, so probably, and I did not produce these. I started out, uh, you know, working as crew. And so some of the more notable things I did, the whole, all the prequels and sequels to the Lonesome Dove series, which a lot of people know. Uh, I did a lot of TNT things. Um, movies that I did, 
a movie called Grand Champion, another movie called Beneath the Dark. All were released, but none of them were big hit, big yeah. broad hits. So probably not. A lot of music videos, commercials, things like that. Wow. Uh, did you work with Metallica at all? I'm just so kidding. I did not work with Metallica. That would have been very interesting. <laughs> a, right? A big headache. I'm sure I think they'd be hard to wrangle. Uh, arsenic. Yes. Which is not what this toxic compound you're thinking of. <laughs> no, your your no. arsenic is a different thing. Very, very different. But but we, on purpose, um, arsenic was really all about inverting kind of paradigms. And so we wanted to take something that was traditionally considered bad or negative and kind of put a good spin on it. And it really, it started out as a platform that was very focused on women wanting to control the uh, sort of ethos of their images. When I uh, was producing movies, I started doing more photo shoots kind of just as a way to be creative and scratch the itch, uh, just purely collaborative, creative fun. And a lot of the photographers and art directors were men, but the people we were filming were were shoot our shooting still photography were women and they didn't get a lot of say in kind of how the pictures came out or what they were posing in and things like that and I thought that was just very odd coming from film which is super super collaborative that still photography would be such a sort of traditional power structure and I started talking to a lot of the models and asking do you want to have more say in kind of how these images look and overwhelmingly they did it just wasn't done ah and this happened to be when social media was starting to happen. And so that sort of democratization of content was perkling up before it wasn't done. And in order to get distribution on their pictures, they kind of had to go along with the magazine or, sure. the, or the ad. And all of a sudden, there were these distribution channels where you could put out whatever you wanted. And so we started kind of creating um, photo shoots that were completely driven by the female talent. We would still hire and work with photographers, sometimes men, sometimes women, but the person who really controlled the final say in what was the content, how did they want to appear, what were we trying to say with these images were the, were the women who were also in the pictures. Well, so less bikinis. Yeah. But you know what? Here's what's interesting. Unbelievably sexy. In many cases, sexier than what men were doing, but done from a place... The women, they wanted to be sexy, but they wanted to be sexy in a way that still felt empowering to them sure. uh, and safe to them. And so it surprised a lot of people because when people looked at the content, they assumed it was a bunch of guys running it. And they were totally floored to find out that not only were the female talent directing the shoot, but everybody behind the scenes was, or most of behind the scenes was women as well. Uh, so... Uh, that's kind of where Arsenic came out of. And when we started doing that, we got very involved in social media. And, and I got super interested in the idea of how can brands <coughs> use social media, which is crazy to say now. But, but back then, brands were not were still figuring out how to use social media and interact with consumers in a way that was uh, authentic. You know, they were still trying, they still thought of social media in the same way they did a TV commercial. Very, very, you know, overproduced and stale. Uh, and so that's really how... Uh, the marketing came out of it was how to work with brands to for them to understand how to interact with consumers on social media, how to create content. And through that, we started doing a lot of experiential events, community building, things like that, which is very much how we think about McAuliffe's ambassador. Well, I can group. see with the ambassador group, but on that, 40 million people, which is impossible to get. Arsenic, 40 million. Our, so what we would do is, uh, our following was about 2 million, but we would put together these group, we were sort of called it like you know, an influencer of influencers. We'd put together these people we worked with and, and our reach would regularly be 40 plus million people. Oh my God. Well, you're not going to get that in the cigar industry because there's <laughs> no. that, many, that many people that smoke, smoke cigars. cigars. Yeah. No, the scope is completely different, but the, the, I think the foundational pieces are mm. exactly the same. At the end of the day, 
people want a, a sense of belonging. Uh, people want to be heard. They, uh, they want to find their community. And that's the same thing we were doing with 40 million people that you can scale down to, you know, 4,000 people. Right. And, and that's how we try to approach uh, our interaction with our consumers. Well, I watched Macau from the day it first came out. And I was very intrigued by it because a businessman came into the cigar industry, your dad, Al McAuliffe. And all these different businesses that he owned, and, and here he is getting into the cigar business, successful person and a smart businessman. And I heard stories about him and all this. Actually, I was asked uh, on a podcast before, uh, any uh, living a dead person that you'd like to have a cigar with? And I said, Al McAuliffe, and some people didn't even know who that was, uh, because I was really intrigued with him popping in this industry, and I have to imagine in a short time, scratching his head and said, this isn't how businesses really work. It's, it's very, very different. Well, the opposite, that yeah. Here, you, know, you guys have a um, company that sells business to business. Mm -hmm. um, we, we had people that was in the um, liquor industry that got into the cigar industry, and everybody ends up scratching their head because the consumer is actually talking to you. Even though you're selling the cigars to me, you're talking to the consumer. You created um, the group because you must have said, oh, my God, this is different. We need to talk to the consumer. That's what's happening uh, when you've been in the store. You're talking mostly to the consumer that comes in. Whole different thing. And then I saw your company pivot, pivot again, make these changes. That and quickly. Yes. Quickly. And mostly you see, oh, no, this is the business plan. We're going to go here to here. And all this stuff falls in their way, and, and they just keep trying to crash through it. But, no, McAuliffe is actually making changes. One of those big changes is not selling to the big, giant discount mail order companies, basically. And not only just quietly not doing it, but vocally. I hope so. We're trying to be really loud. <laughs> um, yes. You know, people give us a lot of credit for that. And I have to be honest, it was kind of a no-brainer. We started, we spent a short period of time working with some of the big catalog shops, yeah. if you will. Um, we were promised the world. We didn't get it. Right. Uh, we had conversations and every assured repeatedly, no, no, it's going to be better. It wasn't. Um, it became very obvious very quickly that it was not a sustainable business model. Uh, and so, and then in, at that same time, you know, we were getting to know the cigar business better and understanding the, the business landscape and what was happening in the world. And it was really, really evident that the future of the cigar business is 100% reliant on this, the health of brick and mortar. Brick and mortar. Amen. And, and without, you know, and they're, they are the backbone of the industry. And so without a healthy brick and mortar in this country, cigars were going to slowly die. They are the ones out fighting to make sure, I mean, you're at the forefront of those fights to make sure that, you know, federal regulations, city, state, you name it, are are kept in line so people can continue In some to cases, have. they like when it happens. Uh, That's yeah. how well, against it, because it's in their best interest for it to happen. For some companies. Yes. But but not for the industry as a whole. Right. And um, and so between seeing kind of how how we were being promised the world and not remotely receiving any of it. And what was what we felt really was going to need to happen for there to be a strong foundation, saying goodbye to those guys was easy. I mean, wow. there was just no other choice. Um, and so then it was about, okay, how, where and how we do it. And, and then we felt like, well, the only right answer is to be vocal. 
and hopefully if, if we put ourselves out there and we're really vocal, some other people will follow suit. Because you were the first, let me tell you. I've been in the business 38 years now. It was the first time it ever happened. It was the day that I took McAuliffe on. It was. We, yes. we, I will remember that forever. You know, you, you, you make these decisions, and we knew it was going to be the right choice for us. Um, and we really felt like it was going to be the right direction, you know, for a healthy industry. But you still don't know how it's going to be received. And so the announcement goes up, and you're sitting and waiting, and the, all of a sudden the phone rings, and Dave is there, and he's like, no one's ever done this. We want to bring you in. Yeah. And that was sort of the moment we went, okay, game on. Well, because the, the entire cigar industry is really story-based, isn't it? it? It's the manufacturer or brand owner tells this story of how the cigar was created, and it's rolled on the thighs of virgins. And every <laughs> yes. lie that, that we all know <laughs> yes. isn't true. And consumers fall for the story, hook, line, and sinker. And in the end, the cigar it itself is the only thing that can sustain the business. If you don't have a great cigar mm-hmm. at the price point that it's being sold at, you cannot sustain that. And it, I think you guys are doing it right in that you're putting your time and energy with your partners in Nicaragua, really focusing on putting out a high quality product at a very, very Thank reasonable you. price point. Yeah. And, and and speaking of that, that it wasn't... Um, your dad didn't come into the cigar industry and say, okay, I'm going to put my uh, last name on a cigar brand uh, on the band and have somebody make it. Nope. I'm, we're going to team up with a factory, uh, fund it, and actually save a company. I mean, a little company and, and bring them uh, success and uh, for, for themselves and launch a factory at the same time. And I'm just watching this as it's going on. I go... This is either going to go very good or very bad. It's going to be interesting what it goes, but this guy is all in. I got to spend some time with your dad, and there's so many stories. We could talk about your dad a million times. I'd love to have him on the show sometime to do it, but um, he certainly did it um, the right way, and now uh, he brings his daughter into it, who wasn't in the cigar industry at all, and... Um, First off, the, all the different businesses, 74 years old? When he started the business. 74 so he's, when he started. He's 80 now. So you, you, you obviously did a wellness check at that point with him <laughs> to say. Sit with a psychiatrist, make right. sure his doing? meds are in balance. <laughs> you know, so um, I, I, if only. He is such a serial entrepreneur. He started so many businesses. I don't think it surprised anybody that he was starting another business at 74 years old. Wow. Um, and, you know. And it, it, on the, from an outsider, at first blush, it can seem like it made no sense whatsoever. What does this businessman sort of have to do with the cigar business? But what he really recognized um, when he met the Gomez Sanchez family is they were very talented blenders and really understood tobacco and, you know, had been in farming and their family went back to 1934 and blending, you know, cigars in Cuba. But they weren't operations people and they weren't manufacturing people. And his whole life has been spent, at the end of the day, if you really look at what he does, it doesn't sound like it when you're like, what do restaurants have to do with manufacturing? It's still manufacturing. Sure. What do cigars have to do? At the end of the day, if you're going to consistently put out cigars, it's manufacturing. And so I think part of why he you know, bought the factory in Nicaragua and wanted to, to really make sure that we were controlling the process from seed to shelf was a lot because that is what his, that's what he knows. And that's what he knew he could... That's his core competence. And and he's not he's not a guy, he's not an investor. He's a businessman. He starts businesses and becomes involved in them. He doesn't just write checks. And he and it was the same way with the cigar business. He wasn't interested in just writing somebody a check to go do 
do the thing. It was what can we bring to the table and what can you bring to the table with you know the Gomez Sanchez family to create something. And so in addition to being able to you know fund the factory, it was we also have you know, 50 years of experience manufacturing. I mean, our plant in Texas, our silicone plant put out 69 million parts last year. You know, we don't make anywhere near 69 million cigars, no, but no. we know how to consistently manufacture, produce, ship on time, keep inventory in stock, understand supply chain. Quality control. Yes. And those things were what, in addition to being able to add the financial component, but that's always important to me. It's what do, what expertise can we bring to the table? What do we contribute to this to make sure it works? And of all the companies you have on there, there's only one with the name on it. Yes. Now, that's the thing I think psychologically that's the most interesting. He started dozens of businesses, but he waited till he was 74 years old in this business to put his name on it. Because the passion is here on this. The passion is here. And he's not passionate well, about he earned it. Basically. He earned it. So any he, he did. And it, and and for me it really said this is not something he was just getting you know, getting into because this is something he this is something he wants to live beyond him. Yes. This is something he wants his, you know, kids to be involved in. This is uh, something he wants to know that uh, he left his mark with. And so he's you know, a lot of times people think, oh, it's just another, you know, which guy who got in the business. It's the opposite of that. He is bound and determined to see this succeed is just as well as anything else he's done. Absolutely. That, that's what I got out of it. Again, watching from, from afar of the whole thing going on. And I go, nope, this, this guy's for real. Because there's so many phonies. There's so many fake ones that come out there. It wasn't for a quick buck by any means. A, a rich 74-year-old doesn't go into business for a quick buck no. because uh, he, he's all set with there. You get in uh, and... Another breath of fresh air, a woman coming into it, uh, basically running day-to-day operations. It's happening so, here. Well, I, I have an incredible partner. You've met Dan. Sure. And and um, there's a, there's no possibility that I could do any anything good I've done is only because of Dan Thompson and Alan Davis. Alan Davis doesn't – you guys don't hear a lot about him, but he's the gentleman who – uh, is president of our factory in Nicaragua. Uh, and so I have these two amazing partners. And so the three of us together really get to sit down and figure out kind of like, okay, how are we going to, what's the next cigar that we're going to come up with? Because it really and can't what is be a one person job because you need, you need to have opposing opinions to really flush out an idea. You and do. And I think sometimes it surprises up. people because there's so much we align on, but there's also days where we are in, you know, everybody is at the table, we're smoking cigar and there is a real debate happening on, on how do we want to do something. And it's, it's always friendly, but it's really healthy. And all those perspectives go into anything anything we eventually put on the shelf. And it's so similar with how your company is run to how Two Guys is run because Dave is not interested in hearing all of the good things. Yeah. He says over and over again, all right, I'm putting this in front of you. I need you to find the chink in the armor. I need you to beat it up. We need to flush through all the problems before this goes to market. It, it's very interesting that mm. those two similarities exist. Yeah. So your brother's in it too. Yeah. So my brother is also in the family businesses. And so I focus primarily on our manufacturing businesses. So the silicone business and cigars. And my brother focuses on our ranching uh, real estate and restaurants. All right. So you can be another, you, you, your company's been positive for the cigar industry as a whole anyway, but you can become actually even more important because you can actually help double every retailer that's out there, double our business overnight, because what we're lacking is the women 
It's a small, small percentage of women smoking cigars, but you see it's already changing. I, I absolutely believe it's changing. And it's the, you know, when I really think about what I want for McAuliffe cigars, what I want for the cigar industry, it's to really have a similar trajectory to what we've seen with whiskey and bourbon in the last 15, 20 years, and that women have really come into their own in, in those spirits. And they've, They've changed the shape of, of, of whiskey and, and how people market it, how they think about it, how they think of the consumer. No longer does the whiskey industry think about men. They think about men and women. And I believe we are at the forefront of that in cigars. In the three years that I've been actively in the business, I've seen more and more women start smoking. I've seen more women starting to get more uh, notable roles within companies. And I think it's a logical progression. You know, the last frontier for kind of an area that women weren't necessarily something they thought of as something they could do or wanted to do are cigars. And I think as, you know, we have more women than ever getting advanced degrees, more women are getting, um, are controlling spend um, in their own house, whether they're single or married or who their partner is. Um, you know, women are just in a very different position than they've ever been before. You know, my mother's generation really fought the glass ceiling to get yeah. us that shot. But now I think women kind of are finally, it's no longer a battle so much. It's a, just sort of an, ex, you know, we are, we're out becoming doctors and lawyers and no one's surprised by that anymore. And well, because with, at this point, it really comes down to, are you competent? Correct. And if you can pr- prove your core competence is this, do it. Do it, exactly. And so with that also comes, you know, okay, all the sort of rites of passage of success. And 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 so now we're seeing with fine liquors and, and how women are choosing to, you know, to buy cars. And I think cigars are going to be the next thing. I hope. You know, and I, and when I talk to, and even when you talk to, when you, when I talk to women about smoking, no one's like, oh, you smoke cigars. They're like, I want to try a cigar. I mean, that's the shift I've seen in three years from you smoke cigars to I want to try a cigar. No and I, I believe we are in an exciting, exciting time. And we're going to smoke in the next hour, uh, this cigar here, which is, Kind of a little has to do with women. It does. Yeah. It does. So um, so the Migdalia blend is a part of our core portfolio. Yeah. Uh, and it is a blend made by the mother of the two of our two master blenders, uh, Migdalia. And she was spending a lot of time with Al, with my dad, down at the factory. And he asked if, he would, if she would blend a cigar for him. And she blended the Migdalia, which he fell in love with, and we ended up bringing out in three sizes. When I joined the business... Um, as I started to explore cigars and kind of navigate my way through it, one of the things I was really surprised by was how many women are involved in making cigars and always have been. Yes. I had no idea. The, the majority of the cigar rollers, yeah. bunches, uh, yeah. taking the stems off the leaves. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It's everything. And, you know, I mean, 50% of the people that work for at our factory are women. And that's not a surprising number. Right. And, but I don't think a lot of people know that. And so I really wanted to be part of helping tell that story. I wanted McAuliffe to be part of that. So we decided to release a special edition of our Migdalia cigar every year on International Women's Day. Uh, and so the cigar comes out on, on March 8th, and it's, it's a cigar in celebration of all women. It's, uh, we actually say it's in celebration of strong women. And if you actually take off that name band and flip it over, there's a message on the inside of that band to women. Oh. Um, but it's not, a, it's not a woman's cigar. It's a, it's a cigar for men and women to enjoy. You smoked one right before no. the show, Jonathan. No, no, hold it. It's this one. This one. It's the... Oh, because this one talks about my high heels. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but, we, but, but so we really use that cigar as a way to talk about um, 
all the women that are part of the cigars that we all love and smoke. Fierce minds, brave spirits, kind hearts. McAuliffe Cigars celebrates strong women. There we go. And Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> no, don't say that. In bed. <laughs> <laughs> but what's cool that that's, was sort of that I, we, I didn't expect to happen, but I'm so excited is it, that it has is in our ambassador group, people regularly post pictures of them, what they're smoking. Uh, but, but people post pictures of smoking that cigar on their daughter's graduation, their Good. mother's birthday. Oh, you know, nice. They really use it as a celebration cigar around important events for the women in their life, um, which is amazing and incredibly humbling that people are doing that. But, but that's really, so the story of that cigar is, is about really highlighting all the women in industry and then all the strong women in all of our lives. But what you didn't do is put a pink band on. No. So I, I, if you, if you work at McAuliffe, you know, I have a phrase I use a lot, which is don't shrink it and pink it. Ah. Um, that, uh, and it's a marketing thing, but that a lot of brands have come and they basically want to release something for women. And their idea is to make it pink and smaller and then women are going <laughs> to love it. Uh, and that's the exact opposite of what most women want. And certainly the personality, the kind of women that I believe are going to be at the forefront of cigars are not the women that want something, you know. Yeah. Women definitely don't want it smaller. No. Size matters. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, but, guys are going to get me in trouble. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. You, you opened this door. <laughs> what, what, they, what they have in, in most companies, their marketing department in the cigar company is guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how we think. And we've never been able to figure you girls out anyway. So the answer is to, to bring a girl in and, and, and yeah. just give us the answer, right? Just yeah. tell us what so. the answer is. So that's it. What is the answer for strength right now, Barry? Uh, we, had, we had 90% of the people vote 4-5 and, and then 6-7. Wow. It was equally split. 90% was those. So we redid the poll 4, 5, 6, and 7. And right now, the answer is 8. Right now, it's not 8. Right now, it's a tie. It's 35% say 5, 35% say 6. Wow. And I, I give it a 6. Okay. This is... This, this is, is not medium. This is full. This is if you take uh, barbecue beef ribs and you, you slow and low them, mm-hmm. and then you take them off and you put the sauce, and it's the second cook. It's all about the caramelization. So you get the barbecue wow. spices, but they've been muted by the caramelization, but you get that back note, that really beefy, juicy back note. Not bad, right? I'll take all of that. Yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. And now I want barbecue. Uh, which day? You can't get good barbecue around I'm here, sorry. I'm going to have to do that tomorrow in Texas. Chat room is saying that this needs to be a contender. Absolutely. Absolutely. For Cigar of the Year. And it's not one that I'm, I'm, I'm having my 10th one right now <laughs> in three days. So uh, I'll, I'll say that. All right, let's go to break. And when we come back, uh, let's talk business and competitors. Uh, we're going we're gonna to see uh, what you think, what, what do you have, and what don't you have as a company, and vice okay. versa. Uh, we're live in the Toscano Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. 
it'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. Sono Michael Cappellini dal Toscano Cigars e stai ascoltando al Cigar Authority sul United Podcast Network. Benvenuti a tutti voi. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black and White and Red. It's finally here, West Tampa Red, passion with a purpose. Uh, okay, we're here with Amanda McAuliffe. She is the Vice President of Marketing for McAuliffe Cigars and the daughter of McAuliffe Cigars. So when your dad steps down, you're going to be the owner of McAuliffe Cigars. 
Well, with some siblings, but yes. Yes. <laughs> but we hope that's going to be so long so, from now so. that I don't, we don't even think yeah, about that. Yeah, after he turns 100 or something. Yes. And he he, he says he's going, to, he's going to be 105. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh, do you have that in your family? That, no. No? No, <laughs> no right. he's de- but, but when he's determined, That's he right. generally gets he what he wants. He's just not going to go. He's <laughs> yeah. going to hang on. So uh, I do it. I don't, I don't know if you guys compare yourself with, with other companies that are in there, but we, we do it our, at our annual sales meeting every year that we put a SWOT analysis to, you know, I, I bring it out to my employees and everything and say, I want to know my strengths. I want to know the weaknesses of the company. What are our opportunities? And uh, what are the threats that happen to us? What makes McAuliffe Cigars different? Because there's a, we have 1,100 different things in the store. You've been in the stores. There's 1,100 choices. Why McAuliffe and what makes sets you guys different? So I, I think it a little bit depends on who your audience is. You know, if I'm talking to you, I think what makes us different is that no one is going to go online and find our cigar on a big catalog shop for half of what somebody can get it for in the in the brick and mortar. You know, and our, I'll say that for the consumer that I don't think the consumer likes it either because it's like nobody likes to go buy a used car. You think you're getting screwed, and yeah. how much did, did, you know when you. People end up, after they've done shopping, they continue to shop after they've made the purchase until buyer's remorse falls in. And the same thing happens with cigars. If you go into a store and you buy a cigar, and then later on, you, maybe your wife is looking, what did you pay for that box of cigars? And here it is, I found it, and and it doesn't end, where, here, this is the price. Everybody's got their fair profit margin and built into it. Nobody gets screwed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, you know, for both the perspective of, of a brick and mortar as well as uh, a cigar consumer. You know, one of the things that we take a lot of pride in is the construction of our cigars. Uh, we draw test every single cigar that comes uh. out of the factory. So I think, you know, I can look somebody in the eye and, and with a lot of confidence that you're going to get a great quality cigar and you're not going to have, you know, your cigar is not going to be plugged. You're not going to have issues like that. Uh, I think the other thing that I, that I hope sets us apart is how much we listen to our consumers. You know, we really feel like, you know, we are we're the custodians of McAllen cigars for the consumers. Without without people smoking our cigars, there is no brand. So it really it's theirs, and and our job is just to make sure that we continually bring them cigars that they want. And and so we're going to be out there talking to it and listen. And and you will absolutely see your feedback in the next release and yeah. and things like that. And so I you know I think that um for for a consumer part of the value prop or the 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 strength is that that here's a here's a company that genuinely does care about us and care about what we want. McAuliffe A for instance. Yes. That was the ambassadors. It was. We we released the cigar um with no name, <laughs> people were, uh, you know, people thought we were absolutely not. They're like, you're putting a cigar out. It was like, it, it, it became the to be named because no one knew what to call it. Uh, and uh, we sent it out to our brick and mortar partners and asked our ambassador group to go out and get some and smoke them and come back and tell us what we should name it. Uh, and they made uh, suggestions and then we had a vote and they uh, voted on, they actually voted on the ambassador, which is a trademarked cigar. And so then with the ambassadors, we settled on, we would call it the McAuliffe A in honor of our ambassadors. And they made the, the small A. Yes. Uh, well, and so here, so we started out with the small A as a cigar that we, that only our uh, sales team had. And so they would go have it to, to share with ambassadors when they were in shops and things. And the ambassadors started calling it the lowercase a. And so when we actually released the cigar, we put a lowercase a on the band instead of a regular band, and it, but that name 100% came from them as well. A little Easter egg right yeah. there. And, yeah. and how simple 
of the letter A that not, nothing's been done like that uh, before. And you do. You listen to what they're saying. And I've been on some of the Zoom calls with the ambassadors that are on here. And they're super fans. And they talk other cigars, too. And you bring people yep. on from oh, other oh. cigars. That's something that's incredibly important to us is you cannot be successful in a silo. And so um, we know that our ambassadors smoke other cigars. We smoke other cigars. Yes. Right? Um, we know that if that the better the relationship we have with with people that I guess are our competitors but we have so many outside things coming at us in the cigar industry we feel really like all of the brands and manufacturers can come together and and we'll be stronger together um, certainly the boutiques and so uh, we regularly have uh, host other brands on our on our show and do interviews with with them as well yeah so listening to your audience is it shouldn't sound unique, but it's pretty unique in the, into the cigar industry, uh, giving them what they want with some of the other strengths. Uh, draw testing, by the way, I didn't know it till this moment that you draw test every single every cigar. Every single cigar. Every single which cigar. is huge for us to know, yep. the retailer. Because when somebody comes in for a special occasion or something, just to grab, I need a cigar for a special occasion. If we gave them something and it ended up having a tight drawer, four guys going golfing, and it'd say, okay, try these four cigars. One of those four people got a tight draw. The whole experience yeah. is ruined. Even the people that got the good draws are feeling bad for the guy. Yeah. So that is a major positive that we can guarantee the cigar is going to burn and draw. Yeah. Whether you like the cigar or not, that's subjective. Yeah, that's up to you. Yeah. But that's the big thing. Uh. We are pretty adamant about not having, not being out of uh, out of stock in something. Uh, that comes from the silicone manufacturing. We supply a lot of appliance and car manufacturers, and if you shut their line down, the fines are pretty hefty. I mean, they can be fifty thousand dollars a day. So we come from a world of which out of stock is just or not late accepted. is not an option. Uh, and so you know, we we really work hard to make sure we keep an pretty significant amount of inventory in the United States to make sure that we never have an issue where somebody goes into their, you know, cigar shop and asks for something that, and sorry, we don't have it. Yeah. Now, can it. that also be viewed as somewhat of a weakness in that if your company decides it needs to pivot and you already have all this inventory, what happens then? So, you know, we made, we actually made a decision this year to, to stop carrying some cigars that we had. Um, they weren't actually, when we got in the business, we were manufacturing some cigars and then we were working with another company to manufacture cigars and ultimately decided that wasn't a good fit for us. And so we had quite a bit of inventory and that we needed something to do with. Uh, and, and we also pledged that we will not sell to big catalog shops, which is the logical place to dump it, dump inventory. Yeah. Uh, and so what do you do? Uh, and um, we made a decision that uh, it was, we were absolutely not going to go back on our word. And so we pledged all of that to Cigars for Warriors. Wow. Um, and I wow. think it, they said it will be the uh, biggest single donation they've ever gotten. We can't think of a better thing to do with it. That's great. Um, and so, so yes, I, you're right. You know, any, I think anytime you, you, I think part of business is you have to make you, you, what you choose to do and what you choose to don't do are equally important, right? And But sometimes when you make those declarations of what you are doing or are not doing, you are painting yourself into a corner and you have to accept that. Um, and so, yeah, I, it absolutely could be seen as a weakness. It's a weakness I'll take. To be able to sure. look somebody in the face and say, when you become our partner and you commit to putting your customers on one of our blends, you're not going to find yourself in six months scrambling because you can't get that blend. 
Um, well, not to mention the number of warriors that are going to end well, up with the cigar soldiers that, that yes. they're, they're one thing that they have where they can just get a little peace in mind yeah. is that hour that they can smoke a cigar and they're smoking one of yours. That's yeah. a win. Yeah. And then, uh, that was, you know, that was another one of those sort of no brainers. Okay. We've got this. We, you know, our word is our word. We are not going back. So what are we going to do? And it's like, well, we support, you know, our military, you know, above all else and our frontline workers. This is the most obvious thing we've ever done. Wow. So big, Big, every retailer out there, and there's, there's thumbs going up over here, but every retailer should look at this. We get offered lots of cigars. I mean, there's everything to buy, but what you want is, and if you've been in business uh, any length of time into, into the cigar business, we're told something and the opposite happens. It happens more, unfortunately, more often than the other way around. Something said to you and it never happens more than something said to you, it's not a 50-50, it's actually less than that. And when it ends up happening, it's, oh my God, the person did what they said they were going to do. It, it's an oddity. With you guys, it's a 100% guarantee. Well, what other partner do you want, Mr. Retailer, on your shelf than somebody that's going to live by their word? It's an old thing. And you know what? It's your dad. That's how your dad grew up, and that's how I grew up. Uh, the handshake is all you mm -hmm. need. Yep. I said that I'm going to do this. You can guarantee it. He'd cut his arm off before mm -hmm. not delivering or give it all away. Yep. Give it all away as opposed to not – great question that you asked and yep. an amazing answer that well, came out of think that. think, too, of the next uh, thing in the um – the word of SWAT is opportunity. The opportunity that you have when you don't have inventory out of stock and another manufacturer does, that retailer wants to carry a certain number of FASICs. Yeah. For us, it's 1,100. So if we have a hole in the inventory, we need to put something in there. So why not try a McAuliffe? Yeah, yeah. I, I, and we hope so. I mean, that's, that's part of how we, how we look at it is that it is – and the same thing, truthfully, with sending it to Cigars for Oreos, an opportunity to get – all of these cigars into cans of consumers. It's the world's you know, largest care package. It is. It is. Oh it is. Ray, I'll send pictures. You That's won't care package it. prime if I've ever heard it. <laughs> um, but no, but you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That, um, you know, the, there was a million options for you. Other things to do with it, but that is unbelievable that you did that. So, um, it, it's one of the great things again about, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the, I love working for, for not because he's my dad, for Al McAuliffe, because of what he stands for. Yes. I love working with Dan and Alan because of what they stand for. And so when you get to these things that should be hard decisions and they're not hard because when you know kind of what, what is our mission? What do we stand for? Who are we? It, it crystallizes very, very quickly what your options are and what you're going to do. That's Obviously awesome. hurting the bottom line, but you know something that's okay. We're going to stand by our word and we'll make it up later on in the long run. So you guys are playing the, you know, again, looking at an older man that got into the business, you think it's a short game, but he's no. playing the long game at the, at the well, same time. Well, think about, think about this. And, and you heard me say to a customer downstairs that was on the fence about maybe trying a box of McAuliffe. Mm -hmm. He needed a box of cigars. And I said, listen, if you smoke two of those cigars and you don't like them, bring them back. Yeah. And I have the, uh, all of us, not me because I'm a manager, every single one of my staff and everybody that works for Two Guys Smoke Shop has the authority to say to any customer, if you are unhappy for any reason, yeah. don't abuse, you got 14 days, <laughs> for any reason, you bring them back yep. and we're going to take care of you and, and put you in something that you're going to like because that's that person's hard-earned money and all we have is our reputation and yep. our word. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. It's a, it's a long game. It's I a mean, long it's, game. Yeah. 
So, so doing that, that's, that's awesome. Uh, right now, it's time to Ask the Dawn by Dawn Raphael Sagaz. It's time to Ask the Dawn. Brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. Don Rafael Cigars are premium cigars. Mellow and smooth. You're a lefty. Built for every man. is a lefty. Everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. Now... Here is the question of the week. And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Tim writes, The New England Cigar Expo. Gentlemen, I've been listening to your podcast for three years now, and I'm a Care Package Prime member for over two years. I've been waiting for the right opportunity to make the trip up and see the podcast live, and the time is now. I will be making the trip up from Tennessee along with my buddy, Lee Roy. It's two words, Lee Roy. Roy. It's not Leroy. It's not no, Leroy. It's Lee. Lee Roy. Roy to attend the two-day New England Cigar Expo. I am looking forward to meeting you all in person. This will be my first time coming to the New Hampshire-Boston area, and we plan on coming up on Thursday and staying through Sunday. Can you give me some points of interest and some local restaurants to try with good New England fare? Now, I'm going to go first on this because you introduced me to this. I think it was you. The Marquis Brown debacle oh. where you do the surf and turf you get a little over here and you get a little over here because they're across the street from but it's all surf it's all surf but yeah. it's still it's the surf and turf you get a little from browns and you get a little from markies and then you debate which one is better and there's there's no better experience up here in new england than that like the the uh people with the steak and cheese and mm-hmm. in um where they do philly in philadelphia yeah uh we have two fried clam shacks Cross from each other that, oh, cool. that've been going to war for forever, and neither yeah. of them is the best place. <laughs> really, yeah, it's just like the two in Philadelphia. Yeah. Those aren't the best cheese sticks. No. They're pretty damn good. Uh, Essex Seafood right up the street, much better. Right up the street from there, from those two places. Oh, yeah. all right. I, I've never it's been. Dave didn't introduce less me to that. than half a mile. Really, from the clam places, not from. Browns. Now, for the turf, uh, you go to right up the street from us, the um, Tuscan uh, kitchen, and they have a 21 ounce, 21 day old tomahawk dry aged mm-hmm. ribeye that is to die for. You got to go to Buckley's and visit uh, Chuck Cicero's. Absolutely, as well, yes. Or even surf. Well, oh, did, yeah. I, did, I, did I tell you about the meal that I had at his new restaurant? They have yeah. an Italian restaurant uh, called Michael's. Mike's, Mike's Italian. Mike's I Italian. Think, yeah. uh, it's in um, Nashua, New Hampshire. And here's one to try. You've never heard of this before. It is a lasagna made out of chicken cutlets. Oh, wow. So it's, it's four chicken. fried chicken. Uh- <laughs> so take a chicken cutlet and then you put um, marinara. N- yeah, some cheese marinara on it. Now you're going to p- put regatta on top of that, and you're going to start stacking them up, and they call it a, a chicken stack or whatever it is. <laughs> so it's a lasagna. Instead wow. of using noodles, using chicken cutlets Stop on top right of- there. Lasagna has to have lasagna noodles, or it's not lasagna. It's made in the- don't even Don't even try starting another debate with the fry from the fried chicken. Well, it's not lasagna. It's made in the style of okay. lasagna. And let me tell you. 
It's chicken I, parm is I what it is. I eat all my food all the time. The takeout, take-home bag is not a thing. It's not a I thing. I eat it all. I order what I order, and I eat it all because of starving people or whatever my mother said to me years <laughs> ago. I could not eat it all. I had to take it home. Huh. I tapped out. I just couldn't do it. But it was fabulous. So you're getting old. You're losing your skills. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to try it again <laughs> and see if I can do it. But, uh, but you guys own a restaurant. We do. We do. What is that called? Uh, it's called Riata. We have a cigar that's Riata. actually named after the restaurant. Um, and it is uh, Texas cuisine. You know, it's got it's a little bit southwestern. It's a steakhouse as well, but then there's also some things that are kind of more in a Mexican flavor and things like can that. Can you smoke in it? So you can smoke on our roof. Okay, you can smoke on our roof, and it has a really nice, uh, actually, two story roof. So, and yeah. and there's two restaurants, and the one in Alpine, Texas, which is a very small town in West Texas, you can smoke on the porch. How do you how do you have a two story roof? Because if you put a roof on top of a roof, but, then okay, you really only it's have not, one roof. So I guess it's two level. If it's not so so, because you're right, it's they're it's not stacked. Open it's, concept. I'm sorry, I went no, I went no, no, full no, Jonathan no, on the zero day. Totally fair. So <laughs> so bad. there's the, the there's a roof kind of over the second story the building is kind of an l and so then there's also a roof over the fourth story but does not extend over the third story roof gotcha okay. all right so yeah. you have two roofs so I'm we have sorry. two roofs yeah it went you know what it is? We he didn't satisfy bigger. me by arguing back too hard and so i just needed to fight with somebody <laughs> that's okay I, if that's going to be the fight for the day i feel very comfortable right. having it well our sarah that uh, that works for us went down there and oh, had dinner okay. and said it was fabulous good good and uh, I'm, I'm going to do that someday. I'm looking forward to end up doing that. Uh, what are our final thoughts here on McAuliffe Black? Besides the strength profile, which we can argue about, this is a full-bodied cigar. I, I want the people that like mild cigars to understand it's a full-bodied cigar. Don't believe this medium-bodied stuff. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is stronger than that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's not a cigar that's for everybody. You need to be medium or above smoker, and you, you'll be fine. Burns well, tastes good. The draw, draw is impeccable. The burn is great. The the ash is almost completely white, so you know the tobacco has been worked properly. It it, it has great flavor. Those barbecue notes kind of continued through. It has that meaty flavor that I like in a darker cigar. I, I got no complaints, especially eight dollars. Eight dollars, hands down. It's the best cigar McAuliffe makes. Mm. Because he likes full-bodied yep. stuff, and it, yep. it takes him there. Well, um, the Magdalia SE, I think, is a little the, better, the, but that's just me. The Magdalia SE is my go-to smoke. So we, we release it annually, but I might keep a stash year-round because I wouldn't well, know what to do with gave, myself. You so gifted if, me one out of your personal stash, <laughs> and for that I'm eternally grateful. Of course. Uh, I, I would say I hope you made a lot of them because I think it's going to sell pretty well. Thank you. Well, yeah. so um, we made a good amount, and um, but – but because we are committed to not having, you know, backstacks, I will tell you that there that the factory is already at work at the second shipment. So, Good. so we are um, we're counting on it. So thank you. Um, but uh, but we're we're very hopeful. Yeah. You know, for, for the fuller bodied smoker, it's hard to find something at that price. It's point. impossible, yeah. Ed Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's impossible. I'm racking my brain right now trying to think of one, and there isn't no, one at this when price. When you think the comparables, they're all fourteen, yeah. fifteen dollars. Right. 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 So, and this is the first day that this is available, right? It's, yep. the, fir- it's the first hour that yes. the cigar is available. So they're seeing what's going on, but uh, it's, it's not going to last. I'll tell you right now, uh, because there's so many people trying this at the, mm. at the same time that this thing is going to sell out. But uh, at the trade show, you're going to make it available for everybody. Yes. yes. 
and we're going to bring it in heavy, and this this is a winner. I'm going to tell you right now, the economy is just right for something like this. Uh, it is a contender for sure. I mean, this is a great cigar. Amanda, thank you so much thank for you. coming on here. Absolutely. We were okay with you, right? Was, oh, you guys were great. All right. Thank you so much. Tell me the truth after the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give my best to your dad. And uh, the company is fantastic. You other retailers that are listening to the show, you got to give it a shot. Believe me, they're a great company to work with. Uh, they are truly your partners when it comes to it. So it's so important. What you're putting on your shelf right now is going to determine if you're going to make it or break it. So uh, it's so important to uh, have the right partners with you. And McCalla family uh, is certainly the, is the one. So uh, thank you so thank, much for so that. Thanks so much for having me. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, what do they think of their companies now? They sold their company. What do they think of their companies now? Uh, would they be proud of what it turned into in their graves? We're going to talk about that. We're digging deep when we get back. We're live in the Toscano soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99. And you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on the CigarAuthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast. Or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine. Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the 3 Pete. 
Crafted in Rossi's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Some say cigars are all the same. It's just not true. It's you I have to blame. Well, I don't know, because what I know, there is a cigar called Aladino. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. They say authentic, so we're not confused, while the others say it's a word that's just abused. I guess that's so. They can't compete. At least I'm sure Aladino can't be beat. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Cigars use authentic Corojo tobacco from JRE Tobacco. This is the greatest commercial you ever heard. Yeah. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. We are back, powered by West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa black, white, and now red passion with a purpose. And today we're talking about what would they think of their companies today? People who uh, sold their companies out and uh, someone took them over, would they be proud of whether it is today? Uh, we're very upset about that. I'm still a little disturbed that Husto said yes to that commercial. I'm not. There gonna... it is. There's the winner right there, right? Yeah. I we we were both in shock, but it, you know why? Raul, so, Duke, Ra- Raul Duke just jammed the lit end in his ears. There we go. <laughs> well, so he wanted to try it himself. Ed, do you have that there? Yeah, I do. So so let's hear what. Um, that Husto did his own, yeah, and then said, "Nope, that's that's the one." So here's a legitimate commercial with him. This is Husto Aurora from Aladino Cigars, Jerry Tobacco. Join me as we go back to our origins. Origins is where Aladino Cigars and JRE Tobacco provides you the ultimate experience of flavors. Origins is where cigars have a very classic Cubanistic taste. Origins is where cigars were smooth and blended for what matters, flavors. Whereas Aladino cigars look to satisfy the older traditional smokers, Aladino also caters specially to the new generations of cigar smokers. From our proprietary authentic Corojo tobacco from the Jerry Tobacco Farms in Hammersmith. 
to blends used in Cameroon, San Andreas, Maduro, and Connecticut. With Aladino Cigars, it always goes back to our origins. Join me and fellow cigar smokers in this journey as Aladino continues with great traditions. Which is a legitimate commercial. Well, Way better than but, ours. Yeah. But, what is wrong with him? Uh, Bingo McTavish says it sounds like any generic cigar commercial. Right? That gets the company's message across. <laughs> I mean, it's... That's a good commercial. Scooter says that uh, you two singing takes you back to origins. <laughs> horror. Yeah. Horror. Horrigins instead of horror. Anyway, hey, it was up to him what he wanted to do. We were honestly joking around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think. Uh, Thankfully, was, he has better judgment in making cigars. The question is, it, it, which is better, that commercial or the Jose Dominguez commercial? Jose has a lot more mileage on it. We're going to have to wait and see how this one yeah. develops. Yeah. Yeah, people are trashing it. Some are saying they love it. They started trashing the Jose Dominguez at the beginning, and then until you changed it, and then everybody lost their mind. Correct, yeah. correct. We, we we did it legitimate, and then they didn't like that. They wanted the terrible version. So uh, terrible is good sometimes. I say you, you just go with it and sing along with it. Yeah, and smoke an Aladino for crying out loud. There we go. All right, right now we're going to smoke uh, something that uh, Amanda said is her favorite cigar, and I'll I'll say I love the cigar myself. What do we have here, Barry? Today's second cigar is the McAuliffe Medallia SE, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by McAuliffe Cigars. Size they were lighting up is a five by forty, and it features four year old aged tobacco with a San Andreas Habano wrapper, Sumatra binder, and fillers from the Dominican Republic. The single set you back ten nineteen, while a box of twelve is one hundred seven ninety nine, which comes out to just nine dollars per cigar. That's a savings of just over fourteen dollars or twelve percent off on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. <clears throat> this comes out every year on the skipper from Gilligan's Island's birthday, Alan uh-huh. Hill Jr. Every time it's Alan Hale Jr.'s birthday, the cigar will come out. And how does it do with your fingers? It's not a 38, but it's close. They're pretty chubby when I yeah. have this. It's not as bad as Lancero, but it, it creates chubby fingers. And one further question. How was your holiday yesterday? Holiday yesterday. Wasn't it National Donut Day? Yeah, <laughs> Donut Day. Yes, it was. It was fine. It was fine. I per, I participated, and there's there's a couple dozen down there right now, right? So there, there are Blackbird Donuts. You know them? It's a Boston area thing. They've got multiple locations. I don't think I do. Yesterday, Is here's it a potato what, donut. No, no, just a very good donut. That's holy donut. But I mean, here's what they had yesterday. You take. A chocolate glazed donut. I'm with you. Cut it in half. Okay. Put vanilla soft serve in the middle. Oh. And you got a donut ice cream sandwich. Dave didn't even know you could do that until just now. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's never eating a donut the he's, same. He's very interested. So they have the soft serve there, or you have to bring it no, to an ice cream place? No, they make it right there. Oh. Yeah, we may have to go down Road to trip. Boston area. Road trip. <laughs> It, it sounds like it's going to be a sticky thing, but I'll 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 do it. Oh, it'll be it'll be sticky when you ejaculate after the yeah. first bite. <laughs> it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. 
Okay, so here we go. This is a little cigar for ten dollars. I would say very cedary, little red hot fire fireballs, the, the little ones, mm-hmm. the little red hots, little mm-hmm. lime rind. Yeah, a little bite. Mm. All right, I'm ready to go. We're going to light our cigar today with the Sickle by Vertigo. It features single action, two jets angled for pinpoint accuracy, fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. You've got an onboard full-size 64 ring gauge guillotine cutter and a tray to catch the schmuckus, all for the low price of $29.99. That is the Sickle by Vertigo. On the McAuliffe Black, I still have half the cigar left in an hour. So you're going to get close to a two-hour out of that $8 cigar. That's a slow burner. I hope this one's a slow burner, too, because it's so small. We'll see, but I got to back up. I'm going to go to that after the show when this runs out. Okay, so uh, we're talking about companies that sold their company to somebody. Do you think they would be happy today? One is Ernesto uh, Perez Carrillo. He sold the Gloria Cubana. Um, what do you think? What do you think if we asked him directly? And he's going to be on the show coming up soon. He has to be happy with the money. Yes. <laughs> but then, the direction of the company, probably not. I mean, he's the godfather of boutique cigars. Yeah. It's anything but boutique now. Yeah, yeah. I, again, you know, take the money off. The legacy of what that brand was, it's less than what it was. People think of that brand less. That was a go-to uh, unpacking the boxes of people taking the cigars a from full-bodied you. cigar for its time as well. Yes, for me, it put Miami on the map for cigar making. You know, you had all the Cubans that moved there, and yeah, yeah, you had Padron, but El Credito was Miami, and that mm-hmm. was a full-bodied cigar, just like we we had now of the McAuliffe Black. That was a full-bodied cigar at a great price. At the time, I wouldn't say it's a full-bodied cigar today because everything cranked up as time went on and stuff for a Dominican cigar, uh, certainly a full-bodied cigar. Um, Next came Tim Osniger and his dad. They founded CAO. And CAO was another one that was a very popular boutique company. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they went through actually three different manufacturers over time, but it still stayed the way it was um, and highly sought after. And I don't see that sought after anymore. When big companies take it, I don't know, they kind of take away the, uh, I don't want to say boutiqueness. But they do take away the boutiqueness. It becomes, a, it becomes a mass market cigar at that point. You're just mass producing it. I, I believe that consumers that are on the geek side, certainly people listening to our show, they are looking for the connection to the manufacturer. And when you have someone uh, like Amanda, she is the face of the brand. She's a face. Yeah. So you as can a, connect with that person, as, right? As Tim was. But when you dad. when it's just this faceless conglomerate that's putting out a, a cigar brand, I just feel like they, you lose the geekdom. And also, that is a line item, and they are looking to cut costs wherever they can. And the quality tends to drop. It dropped tremendously, in my opinion. I mean, the Brasilia back in the day was a great cigar. I wouldn't even consider it a good cigar anymore. It's just a discounted cigar. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Edgar Kalman, and if you're wondering if, if you're watching this on 
YouTube, you know, there's a thumbnail where you click mm-hmm. to see if you want to do it. And there's a person there. Who is that person? That's Edgar Coleman. I took that picture, I think. Um, he owned General Cigar. His love was Macanudo. He had Potagus. He had lots of different brands he bought. But Macanudo was his baby. It was originally made in Jamaica. Even when they moved to the Dominican Republic, he loved the brand. He, he, he would not let that brand die. It stayed on top for the longest time that that was the number one cigar. It's not anymore. Um, what do you think he would think of Macanudo today? I know the answer to Well, it's, a, it's certainly a shadow of its former self. I mean, I've smoked the Dominican version, and I've smoked the one from Jamaica. And even after all these years, the one from Jamaica is amazing. Yeah, what was it, 20 years old, the one that yeah. we smoked on the show? That, that was looked upon as a high-end cigar. Well, it, was, uh, it was high-end. Yeah. And today, it's a discounted, low-priced brand. Yeah, it's a very it's a very specific customer that comes in and gets it. They're they're typically older. It's what they've been smoking. They're band smokers, not smoking for flavor, and they're really looking for something that would be barely a one on the one to ten, ten scale. It's very low primings. It was, I, I don't it think was, it was always a, on the mild scale anyway. Taking nothing away from what it is, it was always a mild. Right. But the, they they tried to make a Macanudo robust. If you remember that with the green beer, that was the, the first beer. cigar I ever smoked. Really? Yeah. Uh, to me, it didn't make any sense when they did it. It was a failure because the person that was smoking Macanudo wanted it because it was mild, smooth, and creamy. That was the famous three words that everybody was using but in those days. The Macanudo Vintage had some oomph uh, to it. You know, not yes. a strong cigar, but compared to the regular line. And, and that didn't come out every year. That no. came out when there was a vintage crop. And they were very good. Yeah, and they were high-end. Yeah. They were high-end. Uh, Potagus is another brand. Now, Potagus, and you could argue Cohiba is the most famous Cuban brand, but I would argue that Potagus is probably the most famous Cuban brand that they let it go. General Cigar let that brand go from what it was. Was the 150, 160 part of Coleman, or was that after the sale? Coleman. Both because 150. to me, that's the last time Partagus was relevant. Yeah, and they had a Partagus Limited Reserve that used to, uh, was a greenish band that that was an outstanding cigar mm-hmm. that would come out every once in a while, like Macanudo Vintage would come out. It's just a shell of itself. And maybe the unit sold, I don't know, maybe they're great. I don't know because the the price is lower and you can buy a box cheap, but uh, Avo Uvasian, Avo Cigars, um, there he is a guy that sold out, stayed with the company till the day he died. So, and I think that says a lot right there that he might be happier <coughs> after the sale. It took a lot of the stress off of him. He didn't have to deal with the other stuff. Although yeah. Davidoff was his distributor, even yeah. when when uh, if he was still alive, he'd probably be fired right now. So. Hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they seem to be eliminating the faces of the brand, and they're sort of turning into, at least having the appearance of a very large conglomerate that's faceless. Makes I, so I think they're losing their connection to the consumer. I don't think Avo was all about connection. I mean, he would remember people's names. Yes. It makes me wonder how much input he had, because it seems like after he passed, let him rest in peace. The brand took a huge downturn. Well, they had a, it had to be. It couldn't be about the man anymore. It was. Avo the brand, not Avo the man. Right. And they try to keep that music connection to it, but his they don't use his his image, his you know, he's although coming up is his hundredth birthday. 
I think it's a couple of years away mm-hmm. or something. I hope, hope that they end up using him and, and telling his story. Very, very interesting story. Right after he was gone, that's when the unexpected thing started to happen. <laughs> yes. Yes. The and it's such they should come out with something in a black and white piano key finished box. Yes. Oh, or nice. Yeah. So, something of him. He, very interesting. We did so many different Every events with him. Every box comes with its own, you know, Casio keyboard. doesn't have to be a big one. Just 19 Just keys, a little one. You know, something you can... Play yeah. gone. Oliva. Oliva was bought, the Oliva family. You skipped over two other ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Cusano. Uh, I, <laughs> you I, know how he feels. Yeah, he doesn't feel good about it at all. Uh, what a shame that they ruined that brand. They never did anything with it. I mean, it's a shame. Oh. Well, they were going to, the rumor was they were going to shift from Cusano 18 to going down to a 16 count box at the exact time the FDA said no more changing box counts. And that's the last I heard of it. Yeah. But you, you hadn't, it, it was a cheap Davidoff. Yeah, right? yeah. So you knew they were going to buy it. Why'd they buy it? Why'd they buy I it? I think they saw it. Buy it to kill it? Yeah. Because that's what they did. Because you have a, a $6 cigar that tasted like a $20 Davidoff. We got to kill it. That's the whole reason they bought it. Wow. It My did. opinion. It's amazing to me that somebody pays big money, millions and millions of dollars to wipe out a competitor that they produced or whatever and and open the door for brands like Brickhouse and actually Perdomo. Yeah. Those are the two things that rose when right. they when they uh dropped off, off there so they're probably thanking them and Camacho is the other one. Yeah, I mean uh, the blends have clearly changed. The flavor profile has changed. That brand was was built on the backbone of Corojo Tobacco. And I think they're using a hybrid seed on the Camacho Corojo. It's not authentic Corojo anymore. So you know it, what I hear it, from customers is they they smoke an Aladino Corojo and say, "Wow, this tastes like what Camacho used to smoke." <laughs> like. I'm being honest with you. I've heard it too many times not to yeah, say it for sure. That that's what they say. So it, it's almost like they they kept the brand. That they just can't call it that. Listen, you, you can't argue with the flashy boxes and the, the lacquer finish. Yes. They, they pop on the shelf. Very colorful. But the Aladino Corojo Reserve Band is Camacho. Instead of the C, it's an A. Yeah. I mean, it looks exactly like it. Remember the um, Liberty that would come out every year? Oh, and people yeah. look forward to the Liberties and thing, and they let that go. It's like they some are, of the they, things that we, they were built on, they let. They not only let it go. That used to be. An expensive cigar, twelve dollars ten years ago, mm-hmm. and then it went up to twenty, and it 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 just didn't make sense. That that it, they always had it on the milder side. It had a lot of flavor, but it was on the milder side. You could you could really sell it to the masses, and then they went f- way too full bodied and way too expensive. I think. Yeah, this is when they jumped the shock of of these things that happen. Oliva, the Oliva family, um, they've had. I, I would I would guess the opposite on this one is they have had tremendous success. I bet you're selling way more than they used to. Than yeah, it, wow. They're almost free in the catalogs. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, that's it's that. time for the poll question of the week, and that's brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. And we've been doing the best rock band whose album came out post-1979. Uh, we got down to the Elite Eight. We're now heading into the Final Four. We had Metallica go up against Motley Crue, and Metallica won with 80% of the vote. Obviously. Uh, Def Leppard versus Guns N' Roses until the last day. This was going back and forth. 
Guns N' Roses pulled ahead with almost 57% of the vote. And up until late Thursday, Red Hot Chili Peppers was defeating Pearl Jam, but Pearl Jam came on strong in the end, and they move on with 53% of the vote. And the Foo Fighters destroyed Linkin Park with 80% of the vote. I expected that. So yeah. the final four will be You've Pearl Jam. never heard of either one of them. Shut up. I've heard of them. <laughs> you know Pearl Jam's a euphemism, right? Euphorism. Euphemism. The two of you mispronouncing <laughs> that word and arguing about your mispronunciation is priceless. I don't know what a euphorism is. <laughs> <laughs> so Pearl Jam against Foo Fighters and Metallica versus Guns N' Roses is your final four. There we go. And interesting enough, Pearl Jam started as a Red Hot Chili Pepper cover band. Oh. So. Um, okay, up and coming shows. Uh, next week, we're talking cigar futures, buying futures in cigars. Uh, we'll, we'll do a little of that. And uh, the following week, we have uh, the father and son this year, father and daughter show. Ernesto Perez Carrillo will be here live in studio with his daughter, Lisette. And uh, we're going to have dinner after at the father and son dinner, father and daughter dinner this year, which uh, we do have a couple of tickets left if you want to do it. It will take place Saturday, June 17th, 6 to 9 p.m. at a restaurant down the street called the Phoenician Restaurant. You'll get two EP Carrillo cigars. We're going to launch the EP Pledge Firecracker mm. that day. We're going to have hors d'oeuvres and salad, and then we're going to go into baked stuffed jumbo shrimp, roast tenderloin of beef. Ooh. Potatoes, vegetables, and baked Alaska for dessert, and uh, $95 a ticket. There are a few tickets left. If you want to get them, uh, now's the time. Don't delay. Speaking of don't delay, last week we talked about we're looking for blind testers to add to their care package. Sold out, as I expected would happen. It is sold out. We'll let you know if it ever opens up again. Uh, but for the foreseeable future, we're all set there. You'll start looking at um, reviews and stuff coming probably in August, that those reviews will come in. But we're going to send out with the next care package. If you're, if you're one of those people in there, uh, you're going to get the two blind cigars. Uh, they'll be the same cigars in each pack. Smoke them both. Fill the review out. And uh, this will be interesting to see. Um, and we're going to mishmash it all together and, and come up with a um, – a ratings number, a strength scale, and tasting notes that'll be in it. And uh, I think you'll have fun doing it anyway. So that is uh, upcoming shows uh, on the Cigar Authority. We're talking about what would they think of their brands now. There was a man called uh, Frank Geneza and Danny Blumenthal. They had a company called Villazon. Their brands were Punch and Hoy de Monterey. That was their two strong brands. They had other brands, but they were a monster at the time, and now there's Punch and Hoya de Monterey now, and I'll tell you, Edgar Cullman bought that company mm. and took them from where they were, even escalated them, um, and now... At what cost, though? Those were great cigars back in the day. Punch Rothschild. I must have smoked thousands of Everybody those. did. They were boxes of 50, and everything you see now that comes in boxes of 50 was because of that cigar. Because it was the only one that was like that. So when everybody comes out with unbanded cigars and they put them in trays like that and stuff, it all comes from Punch and Hoya de Monterey. And let me tell you something. Punch and Hoya de Monterey were the same exact cigar. Yeah. 
except for the band, when they put the band on it or the box that it came in, they were the same exact cigar. And Frank Ineza and Danny Blumenthal didn't tell you any differently. They would actually tell me, if I, as I ordered yeah, both of them, just get one because it, the punch is just for the Northeast, is for the East Coast, and Hoy de Monterey was for the West Coast, but I couldn't because the customer believed they were different. And I would say it to the customer, but they didn't believe it. Oh, this one's my breakfast cigar, and this one's for after dinner. They're the same exact cigar. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. And you get that nice box of 50 for, I don't know, it must have been 80 bucks or right. something. It was under 100 I know <laughs> yeah. that. Um, because they would say a $2 cigar, but when yeah. you bought the whole box, it was less. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Right now, it's time for the confessional, and that's brought to you by All Saints Cigars. It's time for the confessional. Brought to you by All Saints Cigars, featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. In the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, <clears throat> confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and they put a, a fake name, St. Confucius. Ah, okay. They put their real email, so I know who it is, but that's okay. I won't say it. <laughs> Forgive me, authority, for I believe I have sinned, a sin of pride or possibly greed. I haven't purchased any cigars in two months, care package excluded. I have tried taking on the challenge of buying whole leaves and rolling my own cigars. Oh, God. <laughs> I bet you I can tell you who wrote this. And while there is something quite satisfying about rolling your own cigar, it has given me a greater appreciation for what's on the market today. Oh. Is it a sin of pride for thinking I could maybe do better? Yes. Or yes. a sin of greed for trying to save every penny at the cost of yes. my yes. smoking enjoyment? It's sinful. <laughs> Very bad. Is it uh, the guy that did the breathe right strips? I'll just I'll just barrel. pass that over to you, and then oh, well, you can tell by the email who it is. We don't don't. If you send in, we're not going to say who you are because this is a confessional no, and it doesn't get announced. But this requires some serious. It does. Penance. It's very bad. Oh, jeez! You're an animal. For your penance, you must buy and smoke one full box of All Saint cigars this week. You cheap bastard. <laughs> yeah. You, there's so much science that goes into it. Don't roll your own cigars. Don't do your own dental work. <laughs> you know, there's just certain things you don't, you don't do. My God. You're not a cobbler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You're not a cigar tailor. Uh, McAuliffe. It's true. Medallia. This is a Petit Corona, but... S-A, you said? S-E. S-E. So there's a little gold band on the bottom of it, so so you'll know that this is the uh, special edition version of it is the gold band on the bottom. This is very refined. This is a high-end cigar. It's it's a $10 cigar to it. It's burning slow. Very slow burn. So four? Yeah, I'll give you four. All right. So if this, is a three. if this is a four, the other one's an eight. Well, I'll give you seven. All right, we're moving up. I said seven. Look, I put the number seven right there. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, The thing about this, I did a little bit of a little bit of digging with Amanda uh, because she kind of knows things about the company. I like this better. 
the other Migdalia, the um, Corona Extra, when I smoked that, it tastes exactly like this. Really? And it turns out that was the first one that came out. And she said, I like that the best. Can you make me a smaller version? Hmm. Oh. So the blender just cut the blend in half and made this. And the two taste the same. So when I want something that's a little smaller, I go with this. And when I have a little more time, I go with the other one because they both burn slow. The other one I can go an hour and a half on. Very nice. Very nice cigar. I know you look at it. Uh, I did. And I said, that's a lot of money for a small cigar like that. And then I looked around at things that would be about the size of other people's brands. And I go, I guess it's not. And then you smoked it. Yeah. Yeah, you told me. Yeah. You have to smoke this. You have to you smoke gotta this. You got to smoke it. And it's great. It's very good. Yeah. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we got a prize to give away. Uh, we're going to give you the latest on the New England Cigar Expo and lots more. We are live in the Toscano Soundstage. You are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision with Miami Cigar & Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Havana wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year. And the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? 
I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and now Red, available right now, Passion with a Purpose. You have it online, right? We're ready to go with it. They're up there. West uh, Tampa Red. Yep, got a fraction of our order, but they're up there. All right. Fantastic cigar. Another fantastic cigar. Excited to see that and excited to see the McAuliffe Black also available right now. Um, but if you are listening Monday morning, which is the majority of people listening to the show on Monday morning, Right now, we're trending that there might be a couple of left coming. Yeah, yeah. So if you're driving to work before you clock in, get yours in because they won't last till lunchtime. Yeah, it's it, it's going to go Monday for sure. Um, Eight dollar cigar, it's unbelievable. West Tampa cigars, I understand, we're going to be priced the same way. West Tampa white and black. Yes, sir. Okay, so that's good too. Some uh, good things up on the website right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's cigar smoking season, that's for mm-hmm. sure. And some of these uh, early ones before the trade show happens is great that we're able to. We got to sample the cigar before the trade yeah. show, and they arrive before the trade show. So it's they, a they got play shelf, right there. Yeah, they got some shelf space happening, and they're great. So uh, we're talking about cigar brands that were sold off. What would you think the manufacturer that had it, the previous owner, would think of their cigar company today? The next uh, couple I have a great answer for, I think. So Tarano Cigars. There was the uh, tobacco people and factory that made the cigar and made cigars for a lot of people. Tarano was a big brand. Charlie Tarano, what would you think of the, the company today? I think the answer for all the ones you're about to mention is they didn't care more about the legacy than they did about the check that they cashed. So they wanted out. They had the opportunity to get out. They got out. I, and they don't care? Boy, if I ever sold out, I would care that somebody would care for, you know, I'm handing you over all the work that was done and care for it. Why does a company buy something and let it go? Like, for what reason would that be done? They, they didn't need a tobacco farm. They didn't need a tobacco facility. They bought it. They bought the brand, and they have it, and they just flush it. <clears throat> it, it wasn't even, I don't think they were a threat to them. What would be the reason? Because it's completely gone, right? 
can you even buy Tarano cigars? No. I'm, if you if you can, they're on the back page of a catalog. Yeah, completely ruined, and, and they had some blends and uh, yeah, the 50, some legacy the stuff. Some of that, it was great back in the day. Some of that legacy stuff, though, you can perform a name change and then keep alive something that came out later. Could have been the play back then to make those purchases. And then it turns out you didn't need to. And, right. Yeah. I don't know, because when I hear these things, it doesn't make any sense kind of later you know on. How, how close things really were. If, if bigger companies that are kind of pushing for FDA regulations are buying up the smaller brands for that reason. All right, so this one's a weird one. La Chia Cigars, La Cia, mm-hmm. Sam La Cia, mm-hmm. that had his little brand, uh, black and white, and he had the wrestling one, too. Mm-hmm. And Luchador. Yeah, and he ends up selling out to Scandinavian Tobacco, gets a job with them. He's gone within a year, and uh, the brand is gone. And he's been trying to get back in with various things, yeah. never to the level he was. Well, at that point, he was a I, face. When somebody sells it, I get it. They're looking for the payout. But with the company that bought, bought it, what, what, they, they, maybe they thought- were so teeny. But they maybe thought that they were buying a face in Sam Lucia and they could take him on the road. But and they really, didn't. They didn't. But that they put him in the office, which is the last place he belonged. Yeah. But you, anytime we're hiring somebody coming up and they, they've got to be in the trenches and, and learn the business from the, the ground up. So, I mean, that, that, that's not an uncommon thing that you get someone in the office so they can kind of see the back end and then say, okay, now you understand where you're coming from. Now go out and be the face. So I know this next one, I know why they bought it, but um, people look at it as they bought Balmoral, but they didn't. They bought a company called Royal Agio mm-hmm. that has a premium cigar called Balmoral. Mm-hmm. Uh, Balmoral was growing and growing and becoming something, and there they were at the trade show, and I saw them four years in a row, and bigger and bigger, and booth got bigger and everything, and there they are, and all proud of their premium that was catching his his one of those machine-made european brands that was catching on yep. and scandinavian takes it and shuts it down because they saw it as a threat no they wanted the royal agio stuff they wanted the machine-made stuff and shut down the other they don't care the amount of time it takes for you to make a cigar it's that's why we said we made the joke about did you have al evaluated by a psychiatrist because he's he's getting into the cigar industry how do you make two uh, make a million in the cigar industry you start with two million it's a it's a very long arduous process to go from seed to the shop if balmoro wasn't growing i don't think they would ever been bought that's my opinion no way but they bought it. And it wasn't it even on their radar. Yeah. It wasn't on their radar. They wanted Royal Agio. Well, that's another one that's gone. Uh, so now we see, like a um, Sam Lucia, like a Royal Agio, is Room One Hundred and One. Matt Booth sells out to Scandinavian Tobacco. Also, yeah. too early to tell, obviously, and he's still there and stuff. But and he has he- his own brands that he's the face of now. Yeah. But I don't think anywhere the success he had. And what does it look like five years from now? He doesn't even work there anymore. anymore. They don't make the brand anymore. He's just back into his jewelry. And he doesn't work there, and there's no brand. But there's a so what is the sense of that? But there's a spot where you're buying a face that he's somebody that's known in the industry, and you can you can pick up the entire company a lot cheaper than buying a bigger brand, 
and now you put them on the you road. Got, you got other companies that are taking the face out of the brands, and then you got other companies that say, okay, I'm buying the face. He he was a face for Davidoff. Remember, remember yeah. when it was Davidoff and, and didn't travel and didn't go to places, mm-hmm. and now he's there, and I don't know if he's traveling and going to places, but history tells me it'll disappear is what I think. Somebody's car horn's going off. You, you not, hear it, right? Not me. I hit the button. Yeah. There's a car horn going off? Really? You don't hear that? I think it's just you. <laughs> no, I hear it. Busting my balls. I hear it. Um, Alan Rubin, Alec Bradley, he, he cashed a big check, so I think he's going to be fine either way. He's not going to care less, but what do you think it looks like in five years? What does Alec Bradley cigars look like five years from now? They're part of Forged, right? I yeah. think Forged goes away, and it just gets pulled back in, and nobody knows where Alec Bradley was. It'll just be a um, online. That one's yeah. got a shot, though. That one's got a shot of being the equivalent of a Poncho Hoya de Monterey, kind of going into a portfolio and having the appearance of being a boutique. And I think that's what they're trying to do with the Forged program. Is just give that appearance that these are the smaller brands. Eventually, they're going to say, why are we paying two sets of people? And they're going to shut it down, especially with the direction of the economy. Sales are going down, which we'll get into the after show. Yeah. But it seems like they're going to cut costs and it'll, it'll be gone. Because they're a corporation it has to show a profit. Mm-hmm. And when, when those profits end up dropping, something has to be cut, which is how it ends up working out. And uh, I don't know. Just just looking at it, it... it I'm not a stockholder in the company, but I would be—I would have been enraged at them paying that kind of money uh, if I see what's going to end up happening. Which, to me, looks like what? Maybe it maybe it breaks from all these things and it becomes that that they end up doing something with a cigar. But history has proven different. With how many failures that the purchases end up making? Why would you buy a company ever? Edgar Coleman did it good that he did it with Punch and Hood de Monterey and it grew and he did Gloria Cabana and it grew. A company buys a company you would imagine because they think they can do a better job with it and put out way more units because they have the sales force or whatever they have to be able to end up growing it. But this company takes it and destroys it almost on purpose or maybe on purpose. It's interesting. So I don't, I don't get it, but uh, I'm not going to get what's about to happen right now. Let's take a <laughs> peek into the asylum from Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> a Chinese folklore for the cure to constipation wound up sending a Chinese man to the hospital. According to the advice of the village elders, the man shoved a live eel up his rectum in hopes for a cure. The eel wound up biting a hole in his colon and wound up in his stomach, and despite being in severe pain, he waited two days to go to the hospital. Shockingly, the man and eel survived, so that's a moray, and that's not only insane, oh, it's a silent. <laughs> Some giggles in the audience. The butt plug, I thought was good. <laughs> 
And evidently, this is a thing, because since 1997, there have been more than two dozen accounts, and the outcomes have not been so favorable. favorable, uh, favorable. And they continue to do it. They continue to do it. An eel. An eel. Bad idea. It is. The whole thing's a bad idea. All right, we got a prize to give away, uh, Mr. Jonathan. What do you got here to give, a, give away? All right, the uh, best email of the week contest is brought to you by the folks at Monte Cristo Cigars. And this week they're giving away a lapel pin, a flask, a jet lighter. Does that jet lighter look like a lotion bottle to you? Mm-mm. Maybe that's the it's whole a, it's thing. It's a tube. It's a tube. It's not lotion, but it's meant to look like lotion. Okay. And also a, uh, a sling-style backpack, and those pictures are not to scale. Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Ryan writes, selling my ash on the streets. Hmm. Gentlemen, did you know that you can sell cigar ash to farmers and gardeners to use as fertilizer for their plants? It kills me to see lounges empty out ashtrays and throw the contents away when they could be capitalizing on that. It's not much, but I figure your lounges would produce enough that it would make it worthwhile and might be something to consider. P.S. I'm just kidding. It's barely nutritious and too much can be toxic to plants. I just wanted to see the look on Dave's face as he processes the fact that he's letting money go out all of these years and how to put it in a place to capture that money moving forward. What an asshole. People have asked, and we've given them yeah, a bucket of ash. Whatever you want, if you want to kill your plants. <laughs> but I heard it is good. No. Not not too much, but some of it is good, no? No. Absolutely not? No. Because what? what that- you, alter, you alter the pH of your soil. So unless you're going to put cigar ash in and then spend a bunch of money on other things to change the pH back, you're just altering the pH of your soil and then ruining your plants. We're seeing. Barry's looking that up right now. Mr. Google's going to tell us differently. But All right. that's Ryan. You can sell your ash. Just kidding. Wood okay. ash increases soil fertility. Okay. Good. Fertility. It has nothing to do with tobacco ash. No. All right. Uh, so that's Ryan. Yeah. B. Ryan B. Oh, we have multiple Ryans. This is Ryan B as well. So this is going to have to be Ryan B too. I don't want to say last names. Wow, give Ryan it away. B2. So um, this was submitted through the Contact Us page. Uh, Greeting Cigar Authority. I hope this message finds everyone well. I recently listened to Mr. J on the Cigar Pulpit podcast, and I have to say he was much more enjoyable on the pulpit than he is on the Cigar Authority. Warm, personable, engaging, all around less of a douche. Yeah, I heard it. I heard the show also, and you seem more relaxed. And is it, it's later at night? When do you do it? It was late. Yeah. Were you drinking? No. So this message is my plea for two favors. First, Jonathan, I'd like you to put forth more effort to be the guy you were on the pulpit. Ah. You've proven that you've got it in you after all. I've seen that in Barry, too, that he's on somebody else's show. And I say, wow, you were very intelligent and you knew your stuff. <laughs> and, you know, over here, it's As just the- telling as the third guy, I had to pick my spots. And right. That's the off-colored humor. All right. My second request is for Dave, but I'm asking on behalf of my nine-year-old daughter who listens to the show with me from time to time in oh the pickup. Boy. Dave, she enjoys your accent and wants you to say, I'm going to go park the car at Harvard Yard once on the show. I can't believe I just made this request, but I know you gents can understand what a father of a young lady is dealing with. You just got to sometimes do what you got to do for them. I'm going to park the car in Harvard 
Yar. You got to say it with your Boston accent, you ass. Just say it regular. Yeah. Like I would say it. Yeah. I thought he wanted to make no. me move. No. Try to make it. She enjoys your accent, unlike the rest right. of us. I'm going to park the car in Harvard Yard. All right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that makes everybody feel better. <laughs> and Rob it, writes through the contact <laughs> us page of thecigarauthority.com. And this is, of course, my favorite. Oh, my God, Mr. J finally flipped the boss. I was listening to the new ad airing during the after show and realized it finally happened. Mr. J flipped Mr. G. It's Mr. G now. Okay. I like huh. it. I must admit they had decent harmony after I put the noise canceling headset on. <laughs> An acceptable pitch. My cats only fled to the next room and did not cry out loud. At the end of the day, I picture Mr. J and Mr. G walking off into the sunset arm in arm. Good luck, gentlemen. I don't you two see that you're in love with each other? This is the Aladino commercial. Yeah. Aladino Corojo. Corojo. <laughs> you know you're singing it, folks. And this has only been twice you've heard it, but yeah. I'd say we go into month two or something, you're going to start singing it in the shower and stuff, right? I know. It's been stuck in my head. Come on, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> I'm going to vote for number two. Number two said what? Park. Park the, the car in Harvard Yard. Really? It was worth a chuckle. All right, Park. I don't know. I'll go with number three. Number two got the read from you. That's what they really wanted. All right. Give it a number three, Rob. Because the other two are Ryan's. You can't put two with people with the same exact name. I don't do it that way. I don't look at the name. I read the content. We got a lot of emails this week, and there were some very good ones that were in the running at the beginning, but I think these ones hey, edged them out. Jonathan, we've got a request. You take that label off your hat because when you're finger reading, you get glare from the lights. Oh, your little label. Why do you leave a label on your, in your thing? So I like you, it. So you can sell it? It's or? for no. street, street card. <laughs> I believe that leave when them. you get a hat, the condition the hat is in is how you have the hat. But it had a, it had a tang, hanging thing with a price on it. No, no, that's different. That's a price that was, tag. That was mini pearl. But the, when, when the hat, <laughs> right, right. I don't change the brim form. If the hat was flat brimmed, it stays flat brimmed. If it has a little curvature to it, it stays curved. However the hat is when I get it, that's how I leave that's it. That's just an advertising for the company that made the hat probably, right? I don't yeah. care what it is. I'm leaving it. Uh, you give it free advertisement when Dave could be monetizing That's that. right. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> monetize that. B Bingo McTavish says you need to advertise the assholes more on this show. It's crazy good, too. Really? Okay. The assholes is another podcast that happens live on Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Ed Sullivan's sitting right here with me. But yep. it may not so be you, you on this week's show because you may be shitting yes. your brains out. Yes. He's <laughs> got the colonoscopy I got a colonoscopy up. on Wednesday. You know what works great for that? Eels. Yeah. And they tell me that if... If I have to drink the fluid on Tuesday, that I cannot do the show on There's Tuesday. no way you can do it on Tuesday. It might make for a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Every five minutes you you're running to, to the you office. You need to put plastic bags with elastics around your knees going all the way up because you, you're going to have the shits. It's going to be this Tuesday. Sorry to Ryan's daughter. It's going to be this Tuesday live at four. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Ted Hughes wants to know if you take the warning sticker off the butt plug. <laughs> Wait, there's a warning sticker? 
I never saw that. <laughs> when you buy them secondhand, the person who had them before you takes care of all that. Fat Finger cigars are still available, but I am going to be pulling them very shortly. So if you want to buy the Cigar Authority's uh, annual release, it's called Fat Fingers. It comes in a glove. There's five Fat Finger cigars in each glove. You can buy $59. You buy a glove. And the logo's on it, and the five cigars come with it. Or you buy a pair for $99. They're on thecigarauthority.com. You click on it, it takes you to it, if that's what you want to do. If you don't, uh, any day now I'm going to say this is the end of it, and mm. we're going to call it quits on it uh, because I did buy still too many. Um, and we'll decide if we're going to come out with another version next year In or a, not. I don't know, a Toro? Chubby Fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was just whatever's happening at the time, which this whole fat finger thing was going on. So right. we went with it at that moment and said, okay. Uh, so, some kind of micro cigar? Yes, micro cigar. <laughs> okay, it's time for the Classic 3-Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as $2.99 for the Corona and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic cigars, the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Okay, Mr. Jonathan is our champion. I have four I questions so. and one tiebreaker. If needed, Mr. Jonathan, American boxer and social activist Muhammad Ali, who justified his self-proclaimed nickname as the greatest by becoming arguably the most admired dominant heavyweight boxer in history in sports, died today at the, age, of a bitch. <laughs> at the age of 74. Muhammad Ali died today at the age of 74. What year was that? 1992. 92. While we're young. 98. 98. We're going to go 2000. 2000 for the win. 2016. Really? 2016. Wow. I was going by. I thought the last time he was seen on TV was Arsenio Hall. So. Oh, yeah. uh, so Ed gets a point on that. It goes over to Barry. The talk show Larry King debuted today on CNN and became hugely popular and part of King's easygoing interview style. Larry King's show Debuts today on CNN. What year was that? 86. 86. I'm sorry, Barry. I really had 87. 87. 1980. 80 for the win. 1985. Oh. Barry was one off, but Mr. Jonathan gets the point for going under. And on to Ed Sullivan. Bear Barrel Polka. Remember that song? No. By Will Gale. Hits number one in the pop singles today. The Bear Barrel Polka. I have no idea. Uh, well, when poker was popular, number one. So never? <laughs> <laughs> it was very popular uh, that year. 
the polka. 1953. 53. Uh, 1941. 41. 44. Everybody is over. 39. Oh. When polka was popular, you're, you're, a, you're, you're a dancer. I've never done a polka in my well, life. Oh, that's the problem. So I have... That's one, the problem. I have one question left. We have Mr. Jonathan with a point, Ed with a point, and Barry with no points. And I have a tiebreaker if needed. This goes over to... Jonathan. Uh, that's me. Jonathan. Uh, Aretha Franklin's cover of Otis Redding's song, Respect, reaches number one today. Aretha Franklin, Respect, reaches number one today. R-E-S-B-E-C-T? 1959. 59. 69. 69. 65. 65 for the point. Ed Sullivan, our champion. It was 67. 67. Mm. And uh, Bohemian Rhapsody goes gold today. 77. 6. 76. I would have guessed in the 90s because of uh, Will and Ted's excellent adventure. All Mm. right. We have tickets available also for the New England Cigar Expo that takes place September 29th and 30th, we've got people from all around the country coming to us. Uh, certainly, if you're local, you should be there. But uh, if you're thinking of uh, taking a flight up, we have with you, when you order your tickets, you'll get um, a whole host of hotels that have room blocks. I'm told the prices are fantastic hmm. uh, for especially the leaf peeping time, which is uh, the time coming up. Uh, tickets are for a two-day pass, $395, or the one day, which is Saturday only, where the Cigar Authority will broadcast live from there, is $225. If you get the two-day pass, you are going to get 38 premium cigars, meet all the manufacturers, Ooh. an opening dinner on the first night, and the food pavilion on day two. Micro wrestling, it's a whole thing. It's going to be unbelievable. We get surprises you're not going to believe till after, because you're not going to know what's happening until it does. That's that's what makes it a surprise. That's a surprise. Yeah. That's what does it. Uh, but it looks like a great uh, event on paper. We'll see how it turns out. Um, hopefully weather turns out good. But rain or shine, we're doing this thing. We got a tent. Mm-hmm. It's a gigantic tent. And uh, we got to go see the giant tent. Um, I can't go Tuesday. Usually I <laughs> would go. But I'm I shouldn't a, go I'm to going, a tent. I'm going on Sunday for the service oh. and to talk to the... Um, All right. Check it out. Check it out, please. The they guys. allow your type in the uh, service? The what? They allow your type? Bald? Yeah. It's church. Everybody's welcome to that church, too. It's everyone. A, everybody's welcome. Um, McAuliffe, Medallia, Petite Corona. This is the limited edition, the special edition SE version. What do you think? You're smoking that down to the nub? Yeah, it's just very good. You, you, you smoke it on the regular. I do. You do. Barry, you like it? I like the black better, but this is still a great cigar. And I like this better than the black, but the black is, for for me, I can smoke it even though it's pretty full-bodied, but uh, available on Two Guys Cigars. You're hearing it now. If you delay, you're going to have to wait till after the trade show. You're going to have to wait at least a month, uh, more than a month before we get it back. Dave, um, the audience wants to know... Over all these years, have you ever lit your show notes on fire by yes. mistake? Yes. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. burn marks on the acrylic. <laughs> I could kill them. All right. Yeah, I've done. I burnt everything. I put the lid into my mouth. I've done it all, but not in your ears. Never in my ear. Yeah. I Give wonder, the commercial a few more weeks. You'll want it. <laughs> do I have any feeling in the ear? Because I'm deaf in my ear. I think you should put the lid in and see. 
See, I, I won't do that. Okay, that is it. Uh, next week, buying futures and cigars, buying at a future date at an already agreed price. And price fixing, we're going to get into all that next week. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you may have learned something today which makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.